0: going on guys? I am about to go live with Danielle Pinsmore and it's going to be a lot of fun so I'm just going to wait for her to come online now and then we're going to make this happen. Um, As always whenever I do a live about a million of you try and request to join it.
1: (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Hey how's it going?
0: I'm good, thanks. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Just trying not to overheat too much in my flat.
0: It's (sighs) a real struggle. It is a legit real struggle. In London at the moment, it is like a muggy 28 degrees. It feels humid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it does. And there's no pool that I've got to jump into usually when I'm like on holiday. So I'm just basically making the most of my tiny little balcony, like trying to hang off it, like get as much air in the sun as I can. yeah it's all good though it's all good i'd rather that than it be like miserable weather i was thinking if we were going through this and it was like the end of the year when obviously the days are shorter and it's just a bit miserable a bit gray i feel like that especially for people's mental health would be like a lot lot worse so i kind of feel like we've got to take the positives where we can you
0: know don't you think that the weather has been legit amazing in the past like 10 weeks it's just been wonderful there's been so much nice weather
1: Yeah, I said this to a friend, actually. I was like, is it always this nice at this time of year? Because I don't know if I'm obviously paying more attention to it now because I'm doing less. Obviously, I'm not out and about as much. Or is this like a weird kind of new thing for this year that is actually like this? Um, Either way, I'm happy with it. So this weather can stay right through till September if it wants.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same. I don't actually think it's normally this good. I think that there might be because there's like – less traffic and less planes and less lorries and, like, less pollution, that yeah. the earth is basically, like, rewarding us. That's oh, what yeah,
1: 100%. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, the air pollution has gone, like, has massively, like, gone down, hasn't it? And, like, all the, like, the world is, like, recovering. It's like there's some good in this. As much as we can't go out and see our mates, there is a little bit of good.
0: There is. There is definitely some good. And there's some good in that there's a lot of people – connecting like we're doing right now on Instagram live and being able to kind of share our stories with the world and i think like that's something that i've seen so much is especially in the fitness industry people doing lives all the time talking to other people doing live workouts like i know you do so many live workouts as well and so yeah. it's just even though maybe like the studios are shut and we can't go to the gym like we can still connect with other people and we can still do fitness. And like the yeah. fitness industry has been so good at like pivoting really quickly. like literally within a week, it was like, let's do something different. Let's do workouts on Instagram. Let's do workouts on Zoom. Like yeah. that's How do you find that things have changed?
1: I think it's been, like you said, incredible to see how quickly people have reacted. And, you know, some people I've seen have kind of moped about a bit and gone, oh, no, I just I want to go back to my routine of going to the gym. But most of us have gone, okay, this is a situation that we've got right now. We either still want to help people. We still want to obviously help ourselves stay active. What can we do? Um, So for me, it just, I mean, and for most people, it was a no-brainer to do obviously like the live workouts um, and then just kind of see how it progressed. So I have now started doing Zoom workouts. um, And for those, obviously, people pay if, if, if they can and they want to. But there is still the option of like the live workouts on Instagram as well. I think it is great that in today's day and age, as much as social media and technology can sometimes be bashed for all the negative effects, like you said, this has allowed us to connect. It's allowed us to be able to still provide people with um, exercise activity, things that maybe they wouldn't normally even think to do. People have found like new routines. Like, I've had so many messages from people saying, I think I might cancel my gym membership because actually I'm still managing to do stuff at home. And it's only if I, you know, I need maybe a certain piece of equipment or I'm going to go down to like a a lower tier of gym membership because actually a lot of the stuff I can do at home and I don't need to be at the gym. So I think for that, um, it's been great that people have had to adapt and that they've allowed themselves to adapt as well. They haven't really been that resistant to it. They've just kind of gone with it. And hopefully, I mean, I've always done home workouts. I feel like I've been like the girl for the last six years, being like, guys, you can do home workouts. You can still get results, you know. You can still, still, you know, like make things happen. Um. So I'm hoping, yeah, people are going to kind of stick with it a little bit more. I mean, I know you like to lift heavy things, though. So (laughs) you obviously don't need a gym, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, my um, flat—I live on like a second-floor flat, so I can't be dropping barbells here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> my neighbors yeah. probably hate me enough already for playing loud music so yeah. the last thing they want is like a dumbbell falling through the floor but um yeah. no i completely get what you're saying and actually i think that the fitness industry is going to be very different after after this COVID situation i think it's going to have changed the landscape quite a lot because yeah. we've already had some acts like fit for example that were doing Um, all their stuff was on that and you have peloton that are doing their stuff and that's huge And i think that like this situation has kind of made a lot of other people realize that's an option too yeah the key thing i think that we're missing out on is that community and that connection and that's something which i think some people are really going to crave and as much as like instagram work okay so the difference i think between instagram and zoom for doing live workouts is that Community feel like on Instagram Live, we, if we're running it, we can't see anybody that's doing it. And if you're partaking, you're kind of just watching us. Whereas on Zoom, you see all of the people that are doing it.
1: Yeah, I loved that so much when I did my first one a couple of weeks ago. And it was really overwhelming for me. Like for me, I was doing obviously the same sort of structure of workouts that I was doing on Instagram, but then actually to see people, and you know, obviously you can see the little number at the top of the screen when you do an Instagram Live to see like how many people are there or whatever. I do think you kind of forget that behind those numbers is a different person. I know it sounds really weird and obviously I know it's something obvious, but you do forget that there are people like you and I sat there kind of following along. So then when you see it and you see all those tiny little squares and it's like, it it gave me so much more motivation and energy to smash out that workout. Um, So I definitely love like the whole Zoom side of it, but then obviously it's a little bit more technology based and Instagram is so easy. That's one thing that I've always credited Instagram for. They just make things so easy like you literally click a button in your live and then you click click the person and you're there and you're joined and there's no signing up fee it's like it's all just there and easy um but personally i'm loving zoom for that community and like actually seeing the people and you know really really feeling that energy
0: yeah Yeah. you definitely feel that energy like i got off my first Zoom workout and i was like buzzing off the walls <laughs> can't yeah. Calm yeah. Down. i was like this is amazing um like it's cool that that is that is an option that we have now um so like Daniel, danielle you're a dancer by background yeah so yeah. Can you, like how did you kind of get into fitness like how did you did you just like one day stop dancing and you like you know what, i'm gonna really focus on fitness like what's that journey been like for you
1: um so i never actually was like that into fitness it sounds really strange with what I do now but dancing was always my way of staying fit so I never went to the gym I never really did workout classes because I mean if you think about I'm a dancer and I'm rehearsing from 10 a.m till 6 p.m like a two-hour show I'm, I'm I've got you know I mean I'm good with my exercise I'm, I'm more than well <laughs> topped up with my exercise but so yeah. then I knew that I wanted to transition out of dancing I knew it wasn't something that I wanted to do like when I was 30 into my 30s just personal preference but I didn't really know what was gonna be the the thing that I went into and then social media took off for me and then I thought right well I've got this audience they know that I'm a dancer they're interested in that side of things how can I use what I already know and what I already like and kind of clued up on um, and use that and connect with this audience that maybe don't have a clue about any of that sort of stuff, but know that they want to stay active. They like music. They like to dance about um, how can I kind of create that, I guess, into something that could then become a new business and a new brand for myself. So I decided to obviously create the hashtag of train like a dancer. And implement all of the different training elements that it takes to be a dancer. I think a lot of people just think when you're a dancer, you just wear a pretty costume and people just do your hair and makeup and you just kind of flit around behind like a pop star. And it's like, "Mm, okay, you might think that, but actually there's a lot of hardcore training. You know, we train just as many hours as footballers, yet we will be doing a show every single night. Footballers will perform maybe once a week. Now, like in terms of the actual training, the intensity of it is the same. they obviously just very, very different um, skills. But I thought, how can I get, you know, ab workouts and bums and legs just in a way that maybe would make sense to people if they weren't really like into fitness, into the stereotypical gym-style workouts? Um, And then I started creating, obviously, these home workouts and things that people can do at home. And it's very easy to still like progress or regress if you need to with a home workout. I think people think, well, it's just that and I can't really take it anywhere. Well, yeah. If you can do a plank at home for a minute, why can't you do it for two minutes and then three minutes? Like, there is always ways that you can progress and push yourself even more. Um, and then it kind of just spiraled after that, and that was when it kind of really started to take off. A lot of my dancer friends still do my workouts because they're like, it still is going to help me now with my training. Um, And then people that aren't dancers as well, they just enjoy that style of working out. I think, you know, there's a lot of people doing HIIT workouts and I think HIIT workouts are great. There's a lot of people doing yoga. Yoga is great. But for me, this is what made sense to me. And it's, I guess it's what I know. Like, I'm not going to sit here and talk about, you know, heavy, you know, strength training because it's just not really what I know about. I know how to train my body to look a certain way, to feel a certain way, to give me the strength to be a dancer. So it just kind of, it made sense for me to do that. And then obviously got my PT qualification just so that no one could turn around to me and go, you can't say that. You're not qualified to say that. You don't know what you're doing. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how, how that all came came about. And then a couple of years down the line, here we are doing daily workouts on Instagram and like the community is just growing and growing and growing. And people that just never thought that they would find themselves doing like a, a workout that is was created tailored to a dancer.
0: Yeah. That's- that's, yeah. That's cool. So I suppose, would you describe, like, how would you, if you're going to, like, put, like, a line of, like, the type of fitness that you do, mm-hmm. what would that sentence be? Dance fit? Or have I just no, massively undersold it?
1: No, you haven't undersold it at all. And um, I get a lot of messages from people saying, so is what you do kind of like Zumba? and my answer to that is no there's like I, there's nothing wrong with them but if you want to go and Zumba your life away absolutely babe you do you but for me personally i would say that it is a combination of i guess bar if you you know you want to go down that route but i think maybe a little bit more um kind of a, a fusion between like hit and bar i guess so it's bar, I think, is very, very kind of still. You feel the burn. Like, my what I've been saying in my workouts is some days we sweat, some days we burn, but every day we make a difference. So it's not going to be like those sweaty hit workouts every single day. You're dripping with sweat. And because I don't always think that sweating equates to results necessarily, a lot of people uh, get that kind of confused. So oh, I really, really sweated a lot. Yeah, I could sit outside right now and I'll be sweating a lot. I wouldn't have gained anything. You know, I think people are kind of not always understanding how you're going to get the results. And people are are using sweat as a gauge as to how what what the results are going to be. So if we're not sweating in my workouts, then we are burning like deep into the muscles and it will be tiny little intricate like movements, like tiny little pulses. I say the smaller the pulse, like the better. I don't need you to be bouncing up and down. I don't need you to be giving me loads of burpees. Um, But actually, if you're holding something, there is strength and power in control. So I guess if you asked me the question that you did, I would say like kind of what I've been saying throughout my workout. Sometimes we sweat, sometimes we burn. Every day we make a difference. And that is kind of what my training method is. It's not just one style that we do every single day. We are fusing a few different things together um, to get an overall kind of strength.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Just before we keep going, can you do me one favor? Do you reckon you can move your hair away from the microphone? Because yes. as you are moving, it's rubbing the mic. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm getting very into this. Yeah, there we go. That's all right. It's all good. Um, Yeah, I know what you're saying, though, because I think that there is definitely this massive misconception thinking that you have to be always like in a pile of sweat on the floor in order for it to be a good workout. And actually, that is a massive misconception because – some of the things that are really the most important for a lot of people are these small movements. It's looking after your joints. It's like controlling your knee and your ankle. And like, can you balance in a certain position? Is your core stable? Like how your shoulders are, they protected? Like that's something that is coming more into the kind of more traditional gym rap, like the kind of stuff that I would traditionally do. Like guys like me, we would go into the gym and, and lift lots of weight and neglect the more smaller muscles which actually are the ones that really help support your joints for yeah. a long time so i think that having that combination of like small little movements which are focused around stability and control and um controlling that end range of motion as well because i know if you're doing Ooh. bar then obviously you're you're like in completely different positions yeah um, like this i assume it's this and this and this and then just like that. <laughs> controlling <Yeah. laughs> and holding it for like an extended period of time which is now what a lot of strength and conditioning coaches call mobility it's yeah. controlling full range of motion with your muscles and it's something that dancers have been so good at doing for a long time whereas you get guys like myself or people that just lift heavy weights and they've got either very tight joints very tight muscles or they've got lots of passive reflection where they don't actually control that end range so it is interesting i think that the type of stuff you're doing is um coming more and more into the mainstream and actually the more i see it is that these different ways of training like strength training hit training home workouts dance type training like all of these snc they're kind of like merging slowly together
1: yeah which is great Um, because you know people can then do what they they want to do and still get great results
0: exactly and fitness should be inclusive everyone should be welcome now we have all made mistakes on our fitness journey um what are some of the things what do you think like five of the things are you wish you knew when you started training like what are the kind of things that you know now and you take them all completely as granted but maybe when you started you're like this didn't have a clue about it
1: um i think one of the things, and I think the fitness industry has changed dramatically since I kind of first started, you know, like on, on social media, like five years ago, six years ago. Um, I think one of the things that I kind of was always been maybe told is that there is like, like you do like one thing, like you find your, your type of training that you like and you like stick to it. And I think like kind of what we just said, you can do a bit of everything. I want to do yoga one day, I'll do that. If I want to do a bit of strength training, I'll do it. Can I lift as much as you? Probably not, but it doesn't mean that I can't give it a go. Um, I, so I think I'm that that is one thing. Yeah, exactly. But if you want to give it a go, like then you can. So there's no like one way to train for your body. If there's one way that you particularly love more than everything else, then fine. But there's not just one way um, to train. There is not only like one way to gain results as well. I get, you know, people saying what's the best way to lose weight? Well, there's there's a a few I mean you have to always be in a calorie deficit but there's a few different things that you can do I mean you could cut off your arm and you'd lose some weight like you know what but you've got you got to find something that works for you because I find that my body only responds well when it enjoys what it's doing personally I, I don't really like spin classes I know that some people find them great but not they're just not for me um so yeah I think not thinking that there's only one way of like working out for your body that I think maybe that was. I, I thought that that was the way forward, and I was like, but "I don't really enjoy this." And I created my own thing. And was like, "Well, I enjoy this, so be I'll do this." Um, that's one thing. Oh, I can't think. What What's some of yours? What, what What's I, one of yours?
0: For me, something I wish I knew at the start was more about like basic nutrition.
1: Okay. Like when yeah.
0: I first started training, um, I was like. I basically was told just eat loads of protein. Like I was, you know, I was a rugby player and it was just about getting strong and getting powerful. So that like just eat loads of protein as much mm. as you can. I was like, okay, sweet. And I was eating far too much protein, like so much, like yeah. so unnecessary, like having protein shakes all the time and just unnecessarily eating this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I wish that I understood more about the fundamentals of nutrition early on um because i remember the first time i i went on a diet was i was in university i think it was like second year at uni so i was like 19 and i wanted to get ripped and there was a guy at uni who was a bodybuilder and and like he was my source of information at the time so i was like hey man how can i get in great shape he went okay so just eat, like, a chicken, one chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like a whole chicken? He said, just eat a chicken a day and just, like, veggies. And train, like, do an hour's run in the morning, every morning, and lift weights every evening. So okay. I did it, right? and I, I did it, and it worked. Don't get me wrong it. worked really, really well. I got shredded. I lost, like, eight kilos in a month. Mm. And um, it was, you know, a very effective way to get ripped. but. It was completely unsustainable. And because yeah. my thought process was either eat and train like this or the only other thing I knew was what I'd always been doing. So I like got in great shape and I was like really happy with myself. And then I achieved it and was like, cool, well, I've done it now. I'm going back to how I used to eat because that's how you eat to keep in shape. But it yeah. turns out they're so different. That what all I needed to do was go from this completely ridiculous way of eating and start eating more food gradually, getting Mm. in more calories and going back to a maintenance way of eating rather than going from like super restricted, probably like, I must have been in like 1,500, 1,200 to 1,500 calorie deficit a day. I was so hungry. Mm. and. Then going back to like eating Domino's pizza on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> and cookies and ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. wish that I had known a little bit more about basic nutrition at the start because it's not complicated and it doesn't no. need to be. But
1: yeah, I guess that's, that's the same as um, people that kind of do a lot of these like juice cleanses. Like I've yeah. lost track of the number of companies that have reached out to me and gone, can i please send you this juice cleanse you basically just drink four juices a day for four days and i'm like okay and i mean are, are you going to pay for my funeral because i'm probably going to die from just having four measly little like green juices a day like i mean don't be you know fooled by the fact that i'm quite small i still like my food like when you said domino's just then i'm like i'm all about that um yeah and that's something as well but it's something that's kind of put out there especially now with social media which is maybe one of the more negative sides of it that like do this, it will help you do that. Or like with that guy, you know, he said, do that, it will help you do that. And actually, if you just do a little bit of research, it is really easy to to figure things out for yourself. But we do just go with, oh, well, you look great. What do you do? And it's, you know, yeah. like that's, that's not always the best way. And so, yeah, I agree with you. Nutrition isn't maybe spoken about enough.
0: No, juice diets are a really interesting thing because – You know, if you're – okay, so a juice diet would actually be beneficial for a very small amount of people, right? So juice diets have been found to be very, very beneficial for people who are super critically obese, like people that are literally about to die that have – like that never eat proper food, that are super overweight. Like they're really good for those people because those people do not need very much food at all. They need micronutrients. They need loads and loads of micronutrients to make their body internally healthy. And then it will take all of that stored energy on its body and it's a great way for them to lose body fat. Like The thing is that when it comes to losing weight, when you're really, really, really overweight, um, it's a lot more extreme diets are more beneficial. Whereas when you're getting to a more healthier weight, And actually, a less extreme diet is a much more sustainable way of doing it. Your body reacts completely differently depending on the position that you're in to start off with. But Mm -hmm. the problem is that these juice cleanses and juice diets, they are kind of given as a a blanket approach to everything, whereas it's not the right thing. You know, someone that is a couple of pounds overweight – the solutions not a juice not like a juice diet yeah. food, I would I would I've never recommended them to a client ever and right. I probably wouldn't because I never I never work with that type of of person um, yeah. but like it is it's just <laughs> marketing usually it's, it is yeah. just marketing um, yeah. do you have any like specific style of eating like what's how do you how do you normally eat keto vegan vegetarian what's going on?
1: No, the only thing that I don't eat is red meat, um, and that was actually um, for health reasons. I naturally have quite high cholesterol, and I, it's, it's genetics. So my, my dad has high cholesterol. My sister and I both have high cholesterol, and um, when I went for a blood test a couple of years ago, they said, that if, you, if we can't bring your cholesterol down, I think your cholesterol is meant to be between like three and four, and mine was like 7.2. Which was way way too high for someone oh, no. of, of yeah, for someone of like as well, like my my size, my weight, my job as well. Like the doctors were like, we don't get it because fair enough, you could be slim and be really unhealthy, but we know that you're really active, so we just don't get it. And they said if you if you can't manage to bring it down, we're going to have to put you on medication, which I knew is something that I didn't want to be on at such a young age because you're on it then for you know for, for, potentially for life. Um, and I did a little bit of research myself and I found that red meat is quite a, a, bit, a contributing factor in high cholesterol so I cut it out and my cholesterol went all the way down to 3.9 over three months and I, yeah I just I cut out red meat so for me personally obviously I've stuck with that and I just don't eat red meat um, I went through a phase of being a pescatarian um, but then obviously I've introduced like chicken, turkey I don't really eat pork um, but no, I've never I've never done like a, a dairy free, although I don't really drink regular milk, I drink oat milk. Um I my motto is if I'm hungry, I will and there's food there, I will eat it. Like I think that's that's just the way that I it works well for me. I naturally like quite healthy foods. So I, I like I know that I feel better when I eat, you know, more broccoli, more salads, more more greens, like more greens, less beige. I just know that it will make me feel better all round. It's not even about an aesthetic thing. It's about it. I just feel better. I just don't feel so sluggish. Saying that, don't get me wrong. Have I ordered a Chinese takeaway during lockdown? Absolutely. Have I ordered a Domino's on three occasions? Yes, I have. So I've, I don't I, I don't um, restrict myself. But maybe it's fortunate that I just happen to like the more healthy foods because it does just make me feel a little bit better. Um, I don't know if that's really annoying for people when they're like, but I like the unhealthy food. Yeah, I like it too. I'm mean, living with that the McDonald's down the road to me is is still shut and it's not open for muck delivery. But I also know that not to eat that every day. But I think I just know that just because I'm I'm not an idiot. Like you just you, you, we should all have enough knowledge to know if you eat fast food takeaways every day it's not going to have the best effect on you both physically and mentally you know we 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 should just kind of know that i think
0: yeah i think that generally i would say that the vast majority of people know that eating vegetables is a good idea and that not eating too many junk foods processed foods is also a good idea i I think that most people would accept that that is knowledge that they have i think that generally it's actually more of it's a combination of factors which lead people down that line as to repeatedly eating like foods which don't work well with them and actually like i found that generally when people are exercising more and they're surrounded by people who exercise and who are Living a more active lifestyle, that basically it's it, you start to kind of dial things up or dial things down. So mm. if you're if you're you know never active and you only eat these kind of junk foods, then that's like a cycle that you're kind of stuck in. And then it's almost like this mentality shift because you see people that like okay, now actually I'm going to start changing things up, and then I'll um, start working out more, and I'll go for walks, and I'll start to think about my health, and then. As a result of that, then they start to eat more healthy foods, and then the positive cycle starts to grow, and it then starts to come, oh, well, I actually feel better now that I've done this, and I'm enjoying the training, and then I'm enjoying the food, and then it kind of cycles through. Because um, I, you know, like when I was younger, I, I remember when I was sixteen, and um, I sixteen, seventeen, something like that, and I had an ACL tear right and um i was recovering from that so uh, at the weekends i go to my dad's house and my dad would be like right order like whatever you want from sainsbury's like grab it put it in the basket my dad was very nice like that so i thought all right cool i'll buy a family-sized chocolate fudge cake like eat, like this big and i would sit there and eat it <laughs> like across the weekend just not like slices just with a fork oh wow okay yeah like I was really committed to it because I just didn't give a fuck at that point I was just like I'm not training I'm not like feeling any of this positivity there's like I'm out of the team at the moment because I'm injured like everything was in this negative spiral and so it was kind of constantly like reinforcing yourself but then that changes because then you get into a positive spiral of stuff. If you can change one thing about the environment, you're in, if it is going to do a live workout, if it is doing a home workout, if it's like mm. meeting up with your friend to go for a walk instead of going to the pub for a pint, like yeah. changing those little things. I think that over time they start to add up and then yeah. you get to a point where actually you're, you're kind of, Normal. Your baseline is to eat mm. healthy, and then it changes to being like a treat when you have something like a dominoes.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, do you do you believe in like cheat days? Like,
0: so uh, okay. So cheat day. It's interesting, like because I've worked with with girls that have used it as an excuse to binge, eat. and yeah. so there's it's a tricky psychological thing, and I and so I'd rather. When talking about cheat days, I think it's very important that we differentiate between like yo-yo dieting and like binge eating and then starving yourself and being on like a calorie controlled diet and then a cheat day. Because yeah. it's kind of like if I feel like they're kind of it's, a, it's the same sort of thing, but on a different scale. And so we have to be mindful of the intensity at which we discuss it. So if a standard cheat meal, right? A standard cheat day, for example, let's say you're a person that goes to the gym, you're lifting weights like four or five times a week, you're very healthy, you're eating veggies and you're eating your proteins and you're getting your carbs and you're eating very balanced meals mm. during the week, but you're in a you're in a calorie deficit and you're dieting and losing body fat. And then on a Saturday or a Sunday, let's say you have A couple of meals where you're eating a lot more and it's junk food and you're using that to either replenish your glycogen stores or up your morale a little bit or make yourself have a little bit more energy ready for your next week of like brutal brutal workouts. Mm. That's what I would call like a more traditional cheat day, cheat meal format. Whereas the other side of the coin would be someone who is doing it because they hate themselves or they're doing it for negative reasons or they're literally starving themselves for like three or four days and then binge eating four or 5,000 calories and then being sick afterwards. And all of this stuff, is its they're very different things. So I think it's important to differentiate between the two. Um, The former, the more kind of, I suppose, the less extreme of the two, I still don't think is the best way to do it, if I'm completely Mm. honest. I think that it reinforces the idea of on and off and good and bad. So, Black and white, and I don't think that that's really the way that we should be thinking about it. Yeah. Because for health and fitness to be a long-term thing, for it to be a sustainable thing, for it to be a a lifestyle, then we need to have yes, we need to have balance, but we don't need extremes. Yeah. Balance is like this, not like that. But, yeah, I agree. So I did the cheat meal thing when I did that first diet. Okay. I did the, the cheat day. Like Sunday was my cheat day. I'd wake up and I would have like muffins for breakfast, and then I'd go and get a box of cereal and I'd smash off the box of the whole box of cereal. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> and then I'd I'd like go to the to the shop. I'd like go to ASDA on the Saturday night and buy all of the terrible food that I was going to eat the next day. And I and and I was like, well, it's my cheat day. I can eat whatever I want. Yeah, so
1: I did. It's, I, I, I did. yeah, it's just really not. No, I yeah, I, I personally don't agree with cheat days. I'm like, you know, as, as long as you're most of the time eating well, if you want to have I, – I, I never, like, put all of my rubbish food in one day. I also just think it might feel so sick. Like, yeah. if I want to have a pizza one day, then I will, but I wouldn't then have a pizza and all oh, everything because I just – I feel like my body would just go, no, like, spread it out a little bit, spread it out throughout the week. You know I mean, spread out the – the treats. Um, yeah, so I don't personally yeah. agree with the whole cheat day thing.
0: No. It's, it's tricky because I, you know, some, Dwayne Johnson loves a cheat meal, right? And he puts it on his Instagram a lot and I'm a massive fan of, of Dwayne Johnson. And um But then this is one thing which it's, it can be that when we see stuff on social, we can completely take it out of context. Mm. So w- you know, Dwayne Johnson is someone who is, he's got so much muscle mass. He's so well-trained. He's yeah, he's
2: so- not the norm really, is
0: he? He's not the norm. And so he he can basically do that and it will have basically no negative impact on his body. Yeah. Um, and psychologically, it's potentially by the sounds of it for someone who is very driven, very motivated, aspirational, he's such a high achiever yeah. that I can't imagine it's having much of a negative impact on his mental health either. Yeah. Um but someone could see that and be like, oh well if Dwayne Johnson's doing it, then I yeah. can do it as well. But actually the two people are in completely different situations. I can't imagine there's many people out there that are in the same situation as Dwayne Johnson.
1: <laughs> no, most likely not. I mean if you are great for you. <laughs> yeah um so
0: it's 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 tricky but i'm glad that we talked i'm glad you brought that up actually great quick great little question um what do you think is is something that has made it a struggle to fit fitness into your life right like you know like people have these barriers which stop them from either going to the gym because gyms on the other side of the office and they're going from office to home and they have yeah. the to always understand like what's the thing that you find makes it harder for you to get fitness into life even to overcome
1: um honestly I actually feel like it was probably like a self-confidence thing and a judgment thing especially when I started kind of doing like my own method like around the kind of the dancer side of training I felt very um I felt very judged and I felt as though people were looking at what I was doing and going, well, it's not real fitness. It's not, you know, you're not, you're not really doing it right. And I kind of had to overcome people's judgment and also know that I was confident in myself and that I wanted to do it. Um, That was one thing. And then also I really don't like people looking at me when I train. So that's, I think that's a big reason why I never would go to a gym.
0: You don't like people think. looking at when you train, yet you run live workouts on
1: Instagram. Yeah, no, that, but that's different because I, like, I the thought of going walking into a gym and being, I'm going to be honest, around having men around, and I feel like maybe if there are any, you know, girls that are watching this that, you know, that go go to the gym, that are listening, if they, they can relate, um, going to the gym and walking in and then wanting to, like go over and, you know, do some squats or just do anything really. I feel like guys have really ruined that for girls in a, a lot of ways and they feel intimidated. They feel like they can't do anything because everything has turned into this weird seedy sexual thing and it's like, okay, can we just grow up a little bit? Like, and and But that for me it stopped me. It was only um, when I started training with a friend of mine who is a guy but is someone who I trust implicitly and actually who is nothing you know it's it's not there's no sort of romance or anything at all and he would kind of realize what guys in the gym were doing and he'd actually go up and say to them like what the hell are you doing like can you like go over there and do do your thing over there so they were the two things kind of fear of judgment and then also just yeah I I didn't like that I guess it it was intimidation of being in a gym it's just not not it's just not a nice feeling
0: what do you think is the solution to that problem like how do you think that we can make it more comfortable for women to be in that environment
1: i would like to think that um anyone regardless of whether they're male or female would would just go to the gym and focus on themselves but if i'm honest i've got little faith in people doing that and i think if you're the sort of person that would make someone feel like that then you're probably the sort of person that just thinks you know everything and you know you're never going to change anyway so therefore my only the only thing i could think of is to have like single sex gyms like having a a female only gym or or women only times and by the same account having male only gyms or or times um, which i know then opens up a big debate and a big you know sexism row or whatever um but i think if people aren't going to be capable of allowing someone to train alongside them and have the control that they don't need to like stare at their ass whilst they're doing just something for themselves if you can't physically control yourself then that's i see is the only option like because you're not going to be able to be in control of, of yourself and not be able to make someone feel like that yeah personally.
0: Yeah, so do you find that it's mainly guys like <clears throat> staring, looking or is it a case of guys actually coming up and being rude or inappropriate? And
1: um, I personally have never experienced anyone being rude or inappropriate. I have experienced um people coming up to me trying to tell me how to do something um and I've kind of had to say okay, well like without sounding like like that annoying person like I'm a personal trainer and I I know that this form is correct for me. I understand if you're going to give me help and advice, but if you're trying to correct my form and I know, like I don't know a lot, like I said earlier, I don't know a lot about everything, but I do know about like technique and that's why I got the PT qualification so that I would know that. Um, So I've never had anyone be like rude to me, but I think it's more of like the the staring and just – you know, like yes, I'm aware. Like when you know someone squats, their their bum's right there. Like, I get it, but like, come on, dude. Like, just do your own thing. Like, just go away. Like, it, it's really annoying. It's I can't. It's so hard to describe, <laughs> but like, I know that there are people out there that know exactly what I mean. Um, and it's like if you're not gonna not be a prat, then I. <laughs> That you don't
0: no, really comment I've seen people commenting saying yeah. they relate to what you're saying. I've seen people say it, so I don't think that you're alone in this. There's definitely going to be girls out there that we're gonna, um, that are going to have experienced that. Um, and yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I don't know if there is an easy solution to it. Um, nice,
2: well, I guess home yeah, workouts,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great way of doing it. I suppose taking yourself out of that environment it is a shame if you have to do that. Mm. Um, in order to feel comfortable, but that is one thing that one barrier less there is if you're doing it in your own space because you do feel more comfortable, you can control the environment, you're not worried about people walking past any judgment, anything like that. Yeah. Um, but there shouldn't be judgment, there shouldn't be this fear or intimidation. Like people should be more inclusive. And I hope that over time it does change. I hope that it gets better and actually yeah. things do improve um, because fitness and the weight section especially is a typically male-dominated area yeah. which should be more inclusive. And I yeah. see more girls going into it. I see more yeah, girls
1: and, I love that. I love that as well. And I, I love that girls have got the confidence, but not all of us have that confidence to walk in to a male-dominated weight section and just pick up their weights and start doing it. We don't all have that confidence. And it's a lot of the time it might come from just ourselves and inner kind of demons, or it might come from the feeling we get from how other people make us feel in those situations um but I always say like don't worry about what I'm doing worry about why you're worried about what I'm doing I mean like why are you worried why are you so concerned in what I'm doing like don't worry about me I'm I'm good but what like think about it why do you care like and actually then kind of flip it on that person. Is it because you yourself maybe have some sort of insecurities? Is it because you don't think, you know, you could get a girl like that? Or, you know, you you think you're better than that person? Like, just, I kind of like to try and like flip it on the person. So then maybe they kind of feel a fraction of maybe how how we sometimes feel. But yeah, yeah I, see, I see people are in agreement with me. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: don't think you are the only one at all. It's a pretty tricky thing to navigate through. And uh, gym intimidation, I suppose, is the word. And that's something which it's interesting because I, so I like, I was training a lot in more like smaller private gyms from mm. through through sport and from friends that are in gyms and stuff like that. And it wasn't until like two years ago that I first stepped into a main like Globo gym okay. for the first time with like a bunch of people there. And like, even like I walk in and I feel the same thing because people turn and they look and it's a really interesting environment mm. because you kind of just like, uh, why is everyone not just focusing on their own thing? And I think it's because yeah. a lot of the time in the gym, people are resting. And so they're like, just like looking around and kind of like getting lost doing other things, yeah. um, which is, I think, why there isn't the same intimidation in like a crossfit gym for example yeah like i never felt intimidated anytime i go into a crossfit gym because people in those gyms are often just so focused on what they're doing there's no chill and if they are chilling they're like talking about i don't know rotator cuff exercises or like knee stabilization movements (laughs) like there's a different mindset Whereas in the like, right kind of Globo gym, I definitely felt like there was this difference. So I do I know what you're saying, which is a very interesting thing. Why do you think there is that difference? Is it just the type of people
1: that go to I think yeah, it must just be the type of people like you said, you know, you're in a CrossFit gym, a CrossFit box, you are very focused on what you're doing and maybe they're more into it, whereas you you know, you get kind of a wider variation of people that are going in into those those regular gyms. But um I don't know, I hope if anyone thinks they are that person maybe just stop it just
0: stop someone okay? just someone just commented saying that crossfit gyms are like a family bond and i think that that's actually what it is like when you go into a crossfit yeah. gym people know people know people yeah and so you have a connection an affiliation relationship dynamics yeah. like this this community aspect whereas in like normal Kind of globo gyms, yeah, isn't that you're just kind of going in there by yourself and it's almost like you're on an anomaly and you can kind of get away with things, yeah, no one really knows you. you're not accountable, yeah.
1: yeah, that's it, accountability, yeah, the same way that same. guys will drive past a girl and just bib its horn in a car, that was my heading, head what? Well, like, right,
0: what am I gonna do? do am, I gonna run up, am I gonna
1: run up to your window and go marry me, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, what is
0: that all about? I, I honestly never get it. So like, yes. I don't see it very often, but when I have seen it, I've literally just been like, "Mate, what the fuck do you think is going to happen?" You honestly think she's like, "Oh my god, you've got such a nice car. Can I date you?"
1: Yeah, no. I know. I, I, I actually went through a phase of not walking from in a place I used to live, not walking from my flat to the tube station in a skirt because there was a building site that I had to walk past, and I knew that I'd get unwanted attention. And that's not me saying because I think I look so great, but just any girl in a skirt, like, it's like people can't control themselves. And so actually throughout summer, unless I was with my boyfriend at the time, I wouldn't walk – if I was going out on my own, I wouldn't walk and wear, like, a dress or a skirt because I knew I'd get attention. Like that, like – and maybe that's, you know, a a bad thing on me that I allowed people to make me feel like that, but if, you know – it's
0: intimidating. It's mm, intimidating. That's the problem is that it's not, you know, it's not maybe that – you felt threatened or anything I'm not going to actually I'm not even going to make an assumption about how you felt but I've seen that kind of thing happen before and it's the guys are not even being a lot of the time they're not even being that serious no because there's a whole bunch of them
1: yeah that's the thing they, they, they're being harmless and I'm sure if actually you know a girl were to be in need or help that you know I'm sure they're absolutely lovely people that would you know go and help someone um, and they don't mean it but I, I don't think people understand sometimes yeah when there's a, bunch of you or if, if you're in a car and I'm walking down the street and I've got to carry on walking and it's like oh god, I just I don't want people to be looking at me. I just want to get on with my day. Like I'm not here for all of you know, like attention and having a lot of people look at me like that. I just just let me get to the tube and get on the tube. But um yeah, it's it's I mean it's just part of life at the minute, which is a shame, but hopefully there will be a change.
0: Yeah, the it should be and I hope that, that... <laughs> guys really start to change this um habit i think it must be it's just like a cultural habit that is it because i I don't you don't see guys doing in other situations that's Mm. the thing it's in like very niche thing times when guys are driving or when they're on a building site or at the gym it's just i think it's just so unnecessary yeah um we went off on a little bit of a detour there, yes, but, um, that was good. <laughs> now, it's good to talk about these kind of things. Um, let's let's bring it back to what's going on right now in the world, because obviously we're in the middle of lockdown. How have things been going for you?
1: I'm not going to lie. I'm actually really enjoying it. Like I like the fact that I've been given time to focus on myself and put time and attention into things that I would usually maybe push to the side because I'd be so busy doing other things when really a lot of that time would be traveling into town to do something, you know, traveling home. Um, So it's nice that I've kind of got that time to actually focus on myself um, and then also have real chill switch off time. Because usually in day to day, if I've got that like switch off time, I'm then catching up with things, whereas obviously I'm getting all that stuff done now during, like, my day. So I'm, like, sitting on my balcony reading my book or cooking something new or something like that. So um, I'm actually really enjoying having a little bit more time to myself. The only downside is, obviously, I can't hang out with my friends. Um, it's not a great time to, like, be meeting someone if you want to meet someone, all of those sort of things. But I am not know. a nightmare
0: to meet people at the moment. <laughs> oh, Yeah dating's hard enough in london without a fucking worldwide pandemic <laughs> right exactly yeah
1: right. it's just not gonna happen I've, I've heard of people you know doing like facetime dates and things like that but like how many of them can you really do before you're like well actually i'd quite like to go out for a drink with this person or you know and you can go for a socially distant walk but
0: um, <laughs> i did it i i went i did the facetime
1: did chat you london. how did it go
0: like the call itself was fine, that was great. Yeah. And actually the fact I I wear earpods, airpods yeah. even for like everything now, and I find this makes a huge difference because instead of the the sound coming out of the phone, it feels mm. like someone's actually talking to you and you feel a lot more engaged. So this is yeah. a recommendation for sure. Um but there is obviously a massive limitation in that you're not in someone's presence, so you can't really feel their energy, energy. or like that. Yeah. Um but like I, w- I then went on a socially distant walk in the park with them as well. Okay. Which um, the thing is that when there is genuinely this distance between you, it makes it very hard to. Um, I want to say like flirt because there's you know how normally if you're flirting with someone you kind of like there would be some sort of like you'd break that touch barrier somehow. Yeah. Touching, touch, you knee, kind touch of shoulder, to yeah. Way. Yeah, something like that, and you'd kind of feel a little bit closer with people, and you start to develop that closeness, like physical intimacy as well as emotional and spiritual. And that that legitimate barrier is a very yeah. real thing in that environment, which I do yeah. think is making it a lot harder.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like maybe when this is all finished, and we are allowed to maybe socialize again, hopefully. Maybe people won't be so held back. If they see someone in a bar or, you know, out that they like, maybe it'll make people go, do you know what, I'm going to go for it now because I've spent 10 weeks, you know, not been able to talk to anyone (laughs) and I'm going to shoot my shot. Maybe it'll make people a little bit more proactive in in hopefully, you know, approaching people, girls and guys as well. You know, it's not just about a guy going to a girl. I think, you know, if if a girl sees someone, like, why not? Hopefully, maybe it will change. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Fingers crossed. I think, like, you know, female empowerment, you don't have to wait for the guy to come and chat to you. You can go and chat to the guy. It's definitely something which – it's going to be interesting to see how things change. I reckon that when the lockdown rules kind of really get relaxed and um, people start meeting up again and Hmm. bars are open again, I think that there's going to be a lot of sexually frustrated people rushing to the bar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> most
1: I also think that a lot of couples that are in lockdown at the minute might realise that the person they're in lockdown with is not the one and there might actually be a lot of breakups as well so yeah. I mean I'm sorry if that is you and you're going through it at, you know anyone that's listening to this Um but yeah I feel like that as well because this must be tough to be around a, a partner 24 hours a day if not really sure if they're for you um,
0: yeah, it, it even, yeah
1: even if they're
0: even if you're just the kind of person that likes to be doing different things, to be in a space with one other person, it might not even be that you are not compatible with that person. It's just yeah. that you like to be out and about a lot, and yeah. you can't be out and about a lot. And therefore there's frictions coming anyway as a result yeah. of that. It's, yeah. It's so interesting. Like the human dynamics of this situation, the interpersonal relationships, all of these kind of things, like, they're being affected in such a big way like mm. something that you might really really enjoy doing you just can't do at the moment and therefore your natural energy might not be up here it might be like down here and your spouse yeah. just might not be used to having you in that environment like yeah. all of these things just really mixing things up yeah, yeah. hopefully the uh quarantine doesn't, doesn't last too long um one thing I wanted to ask you was just about dating, right? Because from a female's perspective, I know that, you know, I've heard some really rogue advice in my time that girls have said to girls about guys. But What is something that, like a piece of advice you got when you were younger about dating or relationships that now you, you've grown up a little bit, you're like, that was fucking pointless and rubbish?
1: It was probably something really corny about, you know, like – listen to your heart and ignore your head or something like that because no sometimes you've got to be smart about it and sometimes you've got to think like realistically now like forget the heart because the heart's always going to try to see the best in people but sometimes your head knows that actually they're a little bit of a dickhead and no you know um i mean saying that i am queen of giving someone about 740 chances and then still giving them some <laughs> more. so <laughs> i'm not necessarily really learning but um yeah, I think that whole kind of the, the, all the the corny stuff with love, like yes, it's lovely when you when you're in love and you find someone, but I do I think you've got to have a certain level of reality about it as well. Um and know that yes, you might love that person so much, but if they're treating you badly, they are most likely not your soulmate. If they're making you cry every day, they're probably not the one for you. You know, like not, oh, but you know, I just we've got a connection. Okay, well, you might do. But they're also making me cry a lot. So, like, you just have to ignore it, basically. And you just have to—you do have to sometimes put mind over over matter and over your heart, I, I think, sometimes. And maybe I—maybe yeah. I was brought up on too much Disney, thinking, "Oh, Prince Charming, and it'll all be lovely and run off into the sunset, fairy tale ending."
0: Lots of girls are brought up on Disney. Lots of girls are brought up oh, right. thinking that the man is going to be the thing that solves all their problems in life. And- yeah. You know, that's just, I kind of feel like it's, it's not the best message to be sending to a young female that, no. you know, when guys are mean to you, that's when they like you. Yeah. And that uh, Miss Bristol the Charming is going to come and make your life amazing. But actually, that's just, that's a lot of pressure for a bloke to try and also, do, and it's also completely pointless for you.
1: Yeah, make your own damn life amazing, babe. Like, yeah. don't rely on someone else to do it. Do it for yourself. And then someone will highlight that.
0: That's yeah, they will highlight that. I think that um, <laughs> you've got to be a great person. Uh, by being a great individual, meeting another great individual makes two even better people. Yes. Like you should combine to be more. Yes, 100%. It can be tough, though. I think a lot of people find it hard because the fear of being alone or the fear of not having anyone is more than the pain of being with someone
1: busy. yeah and I think I've probably felt like that in the past but maybe I've learnt the hard way by going through rubbish things but now I mean I, I like my company too much I'm okay on my own and maybe to the yeah. disgust of my parents who want me to get married but <laughs> so, well, my sister got married they went to her wedding you know one of us has done it yeah. so, they've yeah. had
0: enough they've had enough weddings for the time being <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: Um, yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? But um, I think that I might we might have to end things there um, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to hold up too much of your time. We've been chatting away for almost an hour now, and we've touched on some amazing topics. I think that everyone's going to get loads and loads of value out of this. So um, I want to say thank you very much for your time today. Appreciate it.
1: No, thank you for having me. It's been fun. The hour's gone like flown by. So thank you. Hopefully, people benefited from it.
0: Yes, definitely. Absolutely. Um, and guys, if you haven't already, make sure you're following Danielle on Instagram at danielle.piza. Oh, just
1: Danielle Pisa.
0: No, no dot. Dan There's Piza. not even a dot, yeah. No dot. Yeah, you've
1: got the dot. I've
0: got no dot. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay, dude, we're going to yeah. head out for that. But thanks so much for watching. Have a great day and we'll see you all really soon. Bye. Bye.